0: Hey, welcome to the Everyday Sniper Podcast. You got the horrible hobbit Frank here coming at you. Today I'm going to go in a little bit different direction. Not really the same, but different. I had a couple questions and things coming up. Uh, Really funny stuff you guys are posting on the uh, Why I Like the Everyday Sniper Podcast for this Saracen bag. Um, Was in Mile High today. Um, You guys are responding. Make sure you give Mike a call over there. Like I said, the nylon's discounted. On everything in the shop, uh, 10% uh, Combine 2018 is the discount code if you want it. Uh, we, we we made some talks. I talked with Diane about the 2019 training. Um, we're going to be doing that. I'm going to be increasing the number of classes for 2019, mixing it up a little bit. There'll be some of the three-day basic classes. I'm going to do a two-day win class. I may do a, a Magnum class as well, sort of ELR-ish. Because we do have the targets that go to a mile and we can back up. So we can get you to um, almost three grand. We probably could do further if we wanted. But uh, comfortably, I know we can do just about three grand, 2,800, three grand right in there. So I think that's pretty good to go to 2,500 yards or or, or a little bit beyond, um, 25 to 28 for sure and and talk about that but um so I'm going to come up with the schedule and sit down this week and and try to knock that schedule out for people. Um they're going to do some revamps on the website. We got to do some new material, handouts and things that you get. But uh moving forward, I did sit down and have a good conversation with them about that. So, uh that's all good. We had a super successful year training and, and I want to just say thanks to everybody who not only came out to the classes but took the time to write uh, Mile High and Diane and to say they appreciated what they learned and the time they spent on the range with us. Uh, that goes a long ra- way to moving us forward into next year and in, in doing that because th- there's a lot of other uh, considerations for them to think about, You know, financial considerations, insurance, and things like that. So um, the fact that you guys made it successful is, is a good thing. And, and I will say this, students make the class. I mean, I can come out with any level of discussion, and it's really on the students on how well they absorb it, how well they interact back, uh, um, you know, the shooting that takes place, the, the the attitudes on the line. You know, if you get somebody there who, 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 you know, some people are kind of weird that way. They show up kind of in a know-it-all mode, but, you know, can can really poison a class. But we find that's not a case. We get everybody in a really good space. we, we move people forward. Um, you know we, we have the eval target and, and if you look one of the I was kind of looking like, oh man, that when Jim had posted the pictures on sniper's hide of the uh, class in in Alaska, there was the eval target from the first class, and I'm like, ooh, really we shouldn't, but at the same time, that's prior to getting instruction. that's the on demand part of it. Can you, without knowing it, drop down on command and perform? You know, that's that's kind of a, a, a deciding factor in a lot of what we do. It could be competition. It could be just in your everyday because what we find is most people work up to what they would consider successful group-wise, you know what I mean, shooting a group and doing all that stuff. Very rarely does somebody drop down, knock out a quarter-minute kind of group, and move on through their day and do all that. They'll 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 toss those first couple out, act like they they weren't really there, and then you know when they get that fifth or sixth group, that's just beautiful. Then they handpick it and they go, that's the one I'm going to show everybody. So, um, you know, that the, showing the eval uh, picture just goes to show you what this you know all these quarter minute shooters look like. When when they're taken to task and asked to do it on command with an audience, with somebody hovering over them writing down errors and fundamentals and things like that, the groups are closer to a minute, minute and a half, and less further than those you know quarter minute all day internet shooters, because um, you know that's that's how they all are in the internet. They they all shoot quarter minute um, on command, and um, you know. Unfortunately, they, they never show up to class because they're they're busy you know buying computers so they can't come to training because they spent all their money on a really Gucci computer. And, and then they're busy doing load development until they don't. But anyway, I want to go. I uh, had some questions, had some stuff come up. And I want to address one of them. And I'm going to go in a kind of different direction. Try to make it a little entertaining for you guys because um, this comes up. Every day, constantly, and I'm just going to kind of take you in another way. Angles. Okay? We talk about angles. Shooting is a game of angles. When we talk about the fundamentals of marksmanship, it's getting straight behind the rifle, getting your shoulders square across, making your shoulders level. Okay? Think about this. Natural point of aim getting straight and square behind. So we, we walk guys through how to index the rifle. Rifle to the target, body pointed to the rifle, so we're not muscling it, but the position we take to eliminate angles, right? We go into this demonstration, lining it up on the inside of my right foot, I'm a right-handed shooter, going down and indexing to my knees, going down in push-up position, setting the bipods up for my body type, height-wise, okay? Making sure I try to get that gun level. Right, so I'm up a little higher, I'm not too low. I'm not bringing one shoulder down versus the other. I'm eliminating angles. I want the bore parallel to my spine, right, so they're in line with each other, so that way there, I get a plunger motion with recoil, and then it goes out my body and out my feet, down my body, out my feet. We're doing the load and everything from our core, okay, so we're not muscling, we're not you know giving the rifle too much love. And whipping that support shoulder around pretty far and pointing the elbow down range, we're keeping more linebacker. Think about that sort of the old, you know, vibrating football games with those linebackers that would put their fists together and put their shoulders out and then run into stuff. You know, that was the old way of the, you know, leatherhead football kind of thing. So we're eliminating angles. Well, then when it comes time to shoot, we're using angles. Okay, mils and MOA. Mil radians, minute of angle. A radian is part of a circle. M- minute of angle is also part of a circle. One one thousandth from the distance of the vertex. So it's a base 10 based on one one thousand for mills. Okay, MOA is one sixtieth of a circle broken up. right? That's the whole number, but they're giving you a linear value. That's a linear value. What we really want is the minute of angle. We want that angle to work for us, okay? We want to use the angles, not the linear value. And a guy asked me, he's like, hey, you guys always talk about mills now because most of the conversation hovers around mills. I think for the tactical shooter, MOA should die on the vine, it's one thing to give accuracy in your rifle's ability to shoot in a minute of angle size. It's a sub-minute gun. That, I get. It, it, it fits. You know, can we do it with a- mills? Yes, we can. But it's easier because it's a fraction, a fraction of an inch, right? We're going to talk in fractions of an inch. Well, we also could talk in the base tens with mills. So, you know, let's, let's look at this one, you know, because the guy's asking me in the question... They're confused by mills. Mills are, are, are actually easier because it is base ten, and you're not trying to play, you know, quarter of an inch or fractions. You're not playing in that fraction game. Okay, fractions to me are harder to work with than base ten. And how I explain, and, and we'll let this sink in for you guys. So the, the the argument for some people are, I'm American. I'm gonna talk in inches. I know inches and feet and yards. I don't know metric system. We're the only ones who don't really do the metric system, even though we do in some parts of our lives. We don't do it in others. But mills don't just work with the metric system. Mills weren't added to the metric system until the 50s because it was an angle part of a circle. It wasn't a linear expression that way, so it wasn't a true metric system deal. Because of milli, milli radians, and that base 10 part of it in the 50s. The 50s. They used the, the, the meridians way b- in the seventeen, eighteen hundreds. 1800s. Okay, it goes back to artillery, Frenchmen, ships, shooting, cannons, all that stuff. Mills are used for artillery. Okay. So then it became part of shooting, and the Europeans always use it. Europeaners, Europeaners always use that, right? So they're mill based. Artillery mill-based. The military has a military mill, which is the rounded version for artillery. It's what you find on your lensatic compass. Military green lensatic compass has a mill-based system on it, but it's an artillery one. The old Steiner binoculars with the the reticle ranging in it for artillery. The old big commanders with the reticle. Mills. But military mills, 6400 versus... Twenty uh, six two eight three. Okay, that's the true mill. Six two eight three is the divider for it. They rounded it for artillery to sixty four hundred to make it easier. Well, MOA has that same thing, minute of angle. So minute of angle comes in two flavors: It comes in true MOA, in shooter MOA, or today they call shooter MOA inches per hundred yard inch per hundred yard is the rounded version of an MOA. That is the .047 taken out, and it's just rounded to one inch. Now, I've mentioned this before, this variation between true and shooter MOA in practical purposes, in reality, when you get down to it, you shoot it and use it, there is as much as a 17 to 20 inch error in interchanging true MOA versus shooter MOA. Real easy to do. Go to JBM online, pick a bullet, pick a muzzle velocity, go get a 308, put a 2650. then go down at the bottom in your columns and do one column MOA, the other column inch per 100 yard. And it's written that way, inch per 100 yard. Run the numbers and you'll see at 1,000 yard, it can tell you either dial 37 MOA or... 39 inch per hundred yard. Two inches there that you can interchange, which gives you your 20 at a thousand yards because you're using that much to dial to get to that range. Now, granted, flatter shooting bullet, it's going to be less offset, less difference. If you're only dialing 10 MOA, no big deal. But when you're dialing 35 or more, it matters. When you're dialing 24 or more, it matters. So this is where these things start to show up. Now, mills don't doesn't have, don't, don't, doesn't have that problem. Mills are that base 10, 1 tenth. 3,600 inches is 100 yards. 3,600 inches. 1 1,000th of that, 3.6 inches. That's where you get that 1 mill is. But understand, we're dialing in tenths. mil, 0.3, is 1.08 inches. If I dial 0.3, that's 1.08 versus 1 MOA, which is 1.047. Now you got quarters versus thirds, okay? So you're, you're, you're right there on the edge. You're half, if you're using a 3.08, even a 6.5, you're half a bullet width difference dialing them. That's it. I did a video, kind of the practical realities on YouTube. You could check it out. Mills versus MOA, the practical reality. One's not finer than the other beyond paper, but you can get Mills to be just as fine as MOA. When you get to the bench rest and F-class scopes, they're the same. It's in the tactical scopes. It's a third versus a quarter of an inch. But again, we're going back to the linear value. We don't need the linear value. We no longer teach one inch at a hundred, two inch at two hundred, three inch at three hundred. Who cares? We don't care about that. It's either 0.1, 0.2, 0.3, 0.4, 0.5, 0.6, 0.7, 0.8, or 1 mil, or it's quarter, half, three quarter, one M away. Right? We're dialing our dope. So we wanna know, do we need 12 and three quarter MOA to hit that target? Well, maybe we do. Well, we might need 3.3 mils to hit that target. So it's the same. If you run your numbers and put well, go back to JBM. JBM is great. It's free. We can play with this all day. So one of the things that one of the things that we have to look at is. You know, when we're talking about these angles, we wanna use the angle. Hang on, I got a weird alert and it's gonna try to take me out of this thing. I don't know what the hell. Getting crazy ass alerts, confusing me on my computer. So we wanna go back and we wanna use the angle. We don't wanna use the linear equivalent. All angles have a linear equivalent. Who cares what they are? We're using the reticle, calibrated ruler three inches in front of our nose. Three inches in front of our nose. That's bigger than some of you guys out there. So anyway, we want to use that calibrated ruler. We want to measure twice, cut once, right? So what you see is what you get. Mills are much smaller numbers. They're really easy. And there's always a one mill mark on a reticle. There's always one mill in there somewhere. Now they might divide it up into two tenths. They might divide it up into a half. An old mill dot reticle doesn't have any other than the dot is that 0.2 or two, five on some of them wide, you know, that's the whole thing. So it's easier in a way because you always know where you are and you're, it's, it's 10 pennies and a dime. Okay, guys, getting right down to it. A mil is 10 pennies equals one dime. Adjust in tenths, one to 10. The 10th is the dime. That's your whole number. Okay. That's mills. So you don't have to do the fractions where MOA is quarters, right? So you're dealing in money, but quarters, we're dealing in pennies and a dime with mills. So it's it's easy to think about. It's easier to dial up. It's easy numbers to remember. I mean, coming up and in, in really with like a 308, it's one mil per every 100 yards between 400 and like 700. It's add a mill, add a mill, add a mill, add a mill, and you'll hit it. Or you can add like 3.6, 3.6, 3.6, you know, inches, so it's actually a lot easier to work with. It's a smaller number, it's an easier number to play with. It, it, it's it's very logical. One through ten. Now, I'm not gonna talk to Europeaners who listen. I know a lot of you guys, Norway, Australia, Finland, all these places, Sweden, you guys are listening, Europe, and it, just bear with me, man. I gotta talk to these guys in in a weird language over here. You guys got it worked out. You're you're just moving decimal places. You're 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 running numbers on the fly. You're like boom boom boom, move that slide, that num. You know, just you're 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 just taking your finger on that one little dot, decimal place, and you're just kind of sliding it, and it's it's working. You know how far something is based on how big it is because you're in centimeters, millimeters, and and it's just grooving for you guys. Over here, we're a little bit backwards. We're a little slower on the uptake, but it works the same. All my dope is in yards, guys. I'm using a mill base scope. I'm in yards, okay? I know what to hit that target in mils, to hit that target in MOA. It could be 7.5 MOA to hit that 400-yard target or 2.2 mils, the same thing. I can convert. I could take either number and use 3.43. If I have an MOA-based scope and I have my dope for my rifle, I take that scope off and I'm not going to retire it. I'm going to put a mil-based scope on. I can take my dope, divide it by 3.43, and now I have my dope in mills, and I can just overlay it and put it right onto my new scope, and I'm up and running without having... Now, of course, you want to check. You want to go make sure the scopes are all right, everything's good, but in theory, that's all you have to do. You know, with, with the tactical guys, with the competition guys, mills are easier. They're smaller numbers. You can count them on your, your two hands. You got... Ten fingers, point ten mil. You know what I mean, or point ten. You know what I mean. Ten mil, or ten tenths is a mil. You, you get where I'm trying to go with this little stream of consciousness, getting all screwy. But anyway, you, you you got ten fingers. Okay, you got one through ten per mil. It's super easy to work with. Okay, it's super easy to remember. It's smaller numbers. You know, if if I'm shooting my three hundred eight here at a thousand yards, it's nine point one. Okay. When I was in Alaska, it was 11.5. It's a small number to remember. I don't have to remember th- up to 36. I don't have to count from 2 MOA to 36. I have to count from 0.5, or actually 0.3 with most rifles, but 0.5 to 10. because that'll get you to a thousand yards with a 308 in most cases. You know what I mean? So I can go from 0.5 at a mill every hundred yards after three, you know within reason to 10. I'm there. Thousand yards, thousand ten. Easy. Okay, it's it's really a simple system. And so we want to use and embrace the angle. We don't want to get wrapped in the minutia of the math behind a lot of this. We want what you see is what you get, and we want you to go and use the reticle as a ruler to measure it. And adjust. And the nice thing, when because we're matching everything now, we don't have to do anything. You can go out and buy it. Moa, Moa, mill versus mill doesn't matter. And it really doesn't matter, other than the communication side, the easy use side, in in where we are. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. That I tell people it's it's speaking. You know, English or German. If if you go to a competition and everybody speaks in German in mills. And you come over here in, in English, now you gotta start playing games in your head. You're starting to you know translate and you're looking at this, where if you were just using mills, you'd understand what they're saying. Situation South, you know. But if you go to an F-class or bench rest, MOA is gonna work. You know what I mean? Because those NRA targets, they're spaced in MOA. They're all gonna speak in MOA. They're using eighth-minute, and like I said, you can get an eighth-minute adjustment mill scope, it'll adjust the same. It's, it's a fifth, you know, it's half of a tenth. So you, you can get that and, and keep pace with those. The Schmidt and Bender 12 to 50 with that. Leopold, when they first came out with their mill-based stuff was .05. There's a bunch of them running around there, but you have to really look hard for them. But the other thing is the radical choices are, are better. Really what you're looking at is pick your system, mill, MOA. Understand MOA has two variants, inch per hundred yard and a uh, true mill. So true MOA, shooter MOA. Leopold is a shooter MOA, quarter inch. Night Force is a true MOA, 0.26. They add that one little bit more in there to make it a true MOA. So it's a difference between 0.25 of an inch, quarter of an inch, or 0.26. It's very tiny, but it adds up. Because if you think about it, divide like 36 MOA by quarters, you're, you're talking a lot of clicks in there, and now you're adding up that error. Okay, Every click you add, you're adding a .01. That could become an error. So you have to know in order to tell your software and all that. The other thing is a reticle. Because here's the deal. Manufacturers don't have a standard for an MOA reticle. You can do like Night Force, 257. 2468.2.4.6.1.2.3.4. Point 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 Without reference marks, you really don't know what it is, and it can go in multiple directions. A mill-based scope is always gonna have a one mill. An MOA may not have one MOA. The finest it might get is two. And it may not be two four six eight. It could be two five seven. You know what I mean? So you you got to be aware of that. I always recommend MOA guys to download the schematic and then to go and check to make sure you don't have an inch per hundred yard scope versus an actual MOA because if you call the manufacturer up and say, what do I have? They're just going to tell you, you have MOA. They're not going to say true or shooter, you know. And, and the bitch is only so many people make reticles. Well, what happens when they make the reticle in true MOA because it's microscopic and a computer's doing it? And the turrets were machined in shooter MOA. Now you got, you know, two different things going on here. You got a true MOA reticle, a shooter MOA turret. I avoid it. Mills have become so much easier. Yes, we still work and everything. And, and really, I recommend if you're an MOA guy, I mean, Night Force is the way to go. Um, I think Vortex does a good job with their MOA, but some of the other ones, eh, I think it's coin toss, man. You got to check. It's not something so cut and dry that when you buy it, open the box and read the directions, it's it's telling you the honest truth of what you have. And that's where one of these points of errors in software comes up. You look at the side of the box by Leopold. Side of the box it says you got a quarter minute scope, quarter MOA. But it's inch per 100 yard and when you put MOA in the software it's thinking it needs 37. Instead, you really need 39. That's where your point of error comes in. Boom, bang, eh, problem. Your software don't line up. Now you start fudging with the curve to get it to work. Cause you're tweaking on this and doing that and it's not quite working right. It sucks. What the frig? This software is supposed to be so good, everybody on Sniper's High talks about it. And it ain't. Well, because you mix match the thing. The scope is the weakest point in your system. Number one, you got a tall target, test it, and calibrate it, right? You got to check it. I don't care who it is, how much you paid, you got to check it. One to 2% is common, especially under $2,500. bucks. you are almost guaranteed to be as much as 2% off right out of the box. Got to check that and fix it. Tell the software what your new adjustment value is. Then, if you start playing the MOA game and it's shooter, true, huh, huh. Now you added another 5% error on top of that. Boom. You got error on top of error. You're shooting 5 eighths of an inch. There's a little bit more error and a little bit more error and a little bit more error. And next thing you know, your stuff's not working the way it's supposed to be because you're only getting part of the puzzle. Complete the picture, man. Look at what you have. And understand mills are going to be an easier way to go. Guys are asking. I, I get it, man. Everybody's kind of confused. It's everywhere. It's easy. It's .1, .2, .3, .4, .5. That's a half mil. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten is a mil. Ten fingers, ten toes, ten pennies in a dime. Now you know mills. You just got the master class on mills. That's it. But if you're into fractions, I'm away. Just know shooter or true. Shooter. True. Shooter is one inch. True is 1.047. Okay? So make sure you guys look at that. All right, y'all. Yeah, so I stopped in, like I said, to talk to Michael over at Mile High, and um, we're going we're gonna to really kind of sit down and brainstorm 2019 for you. Uh, we're probably not going to do a dedicated LE thing. There, there's some logistics going on. So what I'm going to recommend for you LA guys, I'm, I'm, talk, I'm thinking about a discount code in a way. I don't know where I can go with it, uh, but I'm thinking about a code. Where if you're LE and you want to roll into a class, because we're doing marksmanship. I'm not doing face shoot the guy. That That's secondary. You really should know what you're doing on the marksmanship side before you start running. Crawl, walk, run. So if you want to roll into that, reach out to Mike. Reach out to Mile High. We'll be talking about putting a code in place for LE guys. Okay, So uh, we we have LE in the class all the time. It's not uncommon, one or two, three or four guys in any of the class. Could be from Alaska, down to here, over to there, where they roll in. It, It doesn't matter where I've done the class. There's always one or two LE guys mixed in there somewhere. It's worth your time and effort. A lot of times it might have to come out of your own pocket. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to make it better for you because it's your job right and and so you know training people on the job side is a little different than training people on the hobby side not really but mindset wise perception is a little different so i'm i'm working to take care of that and into and into and put some incentives in place for you guys who are listening cuz i know we got a ton of you you LE guys out there listening i'm telling you fundamentals can make a huge huge difference i i got a story I don't really want to say it on the podcast. I've, I've mentioned it a couple times for people, but I've seen as much as an inch to an inch and a half, just in your head, just in a, in a fundamental error, man, and in a mindset where you're shooting a one-inch dot and you're an inch and a half away. I mean, if you're ever out there practicing, doing your your your, your, your you know your sustainment training, and you're a half inch or better off a one-inch dot when you're practicing. Mm, you, you need to take a fundamental class. And, and, and like I said, I, I highly recommend it. I, I really think you guys should get on the same page as everybody else. You're behind the curve in a lot of ways. Um, you know, and I, I'm not just talking equipment. There's some of that. Um, we're also going to be working to do some equipment stuff for people. I'm putting together really cool stuff. I'm going to put together um, probably a range bag where, hey, what do I get? You get this and got everything you need Grab it and go, uh, regardless. And 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 I'm gonna and I'm gonna work on that. And and I talked to Mike today about it. And then, as I mentioned, there's gonna be some stuff in the firearm uh, to recommend an entry level rifle. We're talking sub two thousand, right around that two thousand dollar mark that we're gonna be start working with guys. I mean, generally we recommend the, the RPR and the Tika, but. In a lot of ways, that does you know that still has a path that people have to follow. Whether it's upgrades or certain things, I'm going to be working with a manufacturer to have a turnkey system that really doesn't need the upgrade. Can you? Yeah, there's some things you can tweak and adjust with aftermarket a little bit, but we're going to make it so you don't have to and i'm in a position right now the way manufacturing's going where it's going to be right around that $2000 mark and it it'll it'll be you know the best calibers that we're looking for uh good training stuff a good rifle that you could take anywhere not too heavy not too big all that stuff um all the best features and and i'm in conversations right now with that and and that's going to be uh, live by shot i almost guarantee it so uh, look for us to do some stuff to make life easier for you guys to take some of these decisions away. Because everybody's calling me and asking me what my favorite color is. You know, what's my favorite color, man? What what, what color should I get? My wife's looking at a new car. What color should we get? That's where everybody. That's that. That's everyday. You know, oh, I'm looking at a scope. Well, should I get scope A or scope B? I don't know what reticle you like. It's it's like you're, you're talking $200 difference in a scope when you're at three grand. And it's like, which one should I buy? And it's like, they're both three grand. They're both nearly identical. What's your favorite color? Pick your reticle, man. Think about that. That reticle is a calibrated ruler. What ruler do you like best? Which one is the easiest for you to read and understand? That's the whole thing. That's everything is that ruler. That's going to tell you how you interact with that scope. That's going to say, fuzz got itch. That's going to say... Hey, listen, this is how I break up a mill. This is how I break up an MOA. This is how I'm doing it. Because you're interacting with that reticle, You're looking at the subtensions in there, 0.2, 0.4, 0.6, 0.8, 1 mil, or 2 MOA, 4 MOA, 6 MOA, 8 MOA, right? So you're looking at how it breaks that up in deciding which one you like best. That's what you're looking at. It's the angles again. We want to get straight, square behind the rifle. We want to convert, ch- con, or we want to translate that position all the way through from prone, sitting, kneeling, standing, all the way up tripods, you name it. We want those angles eliminated. We want to be straight and square. We want to use the triangles triangle of the bipod, triangle of you and the rifle, triangle of your shoulders and, and elbows, and triangle of the tripod, right? All the barricades. All that stuff. We're, we're we're dealing in angles, angle, angle, angle. So when you're picking your angle, your minute, your inch, or your mil, the one that's easiest for you to read and understand, and that works within the context of your shooting. If you're gonna go out on the weekends and shoot F-class matches, which are crossover rifle, you probably want to be an MOA guy. If you're gonna go shoot a local PRS type match. NRL type match, whatever the case may be, match, you probably want Mills, right? So put it into context. Cool, guys? All righty. Well, that's kind of where we're at today. um I just wanted to kind of throw that out there because the question did come up. If you do, uh again, go on to Sniper Side Forum, there's an Everyday Sniper Podcast section. Go in there and ask your questions, man. You'll get a lot of really good answers. Like I said, the site's back up and cranking. I'm back at full load capacities. Um, um, you know, it, it's all getting getting moved around. The stuff the people are answering and, and the level of que- answers are good. Where you start to see the like the the, the gamesmanship being played on there is in buying. Who's favorite? You know, oh, don't get that one. Get this one. Don't buy hard gear from Dan. Buy Sawtooth. You know, and it's like, well, who do you like better is really what they're they're nearly identical. And yet the guys will argue, well, this, this, this widget is better than that widget. It's like, really? They're both made on Haas CNC's. They both are a really right stuff dovetail, or if they kind of half-assed it, Arca Swiss dovetail, there is a difference. If they're doing that and it mounts to the same key mod M lock, whatever the case may be, is it really one better than the other? Come on. They 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 they're they're coming off identical machines in a different shop. So they're not that different. So think about your your um your your, your favoritism, I guess is a way to put it. Right? So that's where we're looking with with this kind of stuff. But Mills versus M.O.A. in the class we do both. We, we I speak both languages, man. It, it doesn't matter. If you tell me I'm an M.O.A. guy, I'm going to talk to you in M.O.A. If you say I'm a mill guy, which most people are nowadays, I'm going to talk to you in mills, and and it's going to be a real simple deal. You know, hey, dial 5.6 and hit that target. Piece of cake. Instead of dialing 24 MOA, dial 5.6. That's the, that's the It's a number. That's the only difference. I'm saying a smaller number versus a bigger number. That's really all it comes down to, but practical application-wise, there is no difference on the target. You're not going to zero better because you think you got a MOA and it's it's that quarter minute's finer than a third. Nope, I can zero dead center of a quarter minute dot the same as you. It's not going to be, every now and then you might get caught in a spot that's, you know, just an eighth of an inch to one side of the dot or an eighth of an inch, but that works it either way. It works with either format, so it's not a big deal. But um, yeah, man. That's where we're at. That's where we're moving forward. Everything's cruising. And I really appreciate everybody listening. Don't be intimidated by this stuff, man. It's actually really easy. It's not something you got to get crazy with. And you don't have to chase the latest and greatest that way. I mean, I did that for you. So you can come on and say, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? What's going on here? You know, all these conversations are constantly coming up. Either one today, guys, we're, we're tagging me. Uh, the, the Kestrel Elite 5700 versus the Garmin 4 701. You know, the difference is 100 bucks. One has a wind meter on it. The other doesn't. One's more GPS. The other's not. So think about like this. Is Are you doping the wind or are you edge a plate guy? Most people are edge a plate. We've talked about this. What's their wind strategy? Edge a plate. Correct when I miss. So the Kestrel's 100 bucks more. Software is the same. If you're a hunter, you're going out there and you're going to go hunting. And maybe you hunt more than once a year. The Garmin. It's got GPS. That's what you want. You're not really worried too much about a wind call unless you're really an extreme. And even then, you probably know enough where you're going to know what you're going to put for the wind. You're going to estimate it. You're going to do your initial call and you're going to correct off the first shot. But we have the formulas too. So you don't even... As long as you know the wind speed to some degree... You don't even know that, and you can get a thing for your phone and all that cheaper, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. I think they even have wind apps that use the, um, the, the speaker on your phone to pick up the wind. But I wish Garmin would connect to a weather flow, the $60 little wind meter for geoballistics arc there. Um, if it connected to the weather flow, it would go to the next level because of the GPS. Kestrel is a pressure meter doesn't tell you where you're standing. It's giving you weather and pressure. But understand the Garmin has weather meter in it too. It just doesn't have the wind part. You can dial in a manual wind so you can get any level of cheap wind meter. I mean, Amazon is full of knockoffs. You can get any level and, not, and still be a little bit less. The question is, do you need GPS or not? GPS is the key difference or wind versus GPS, I guess is one way to put it. So that's that's you know that's kind of the conversations that people are talking about right now in Sniper's Hide. They're they're helping, the buying decisions are where the I like this I don't like that I like this I don't like that. I mean there's a five page conversation going on right now because a guy got the new Collis five to twenty five and don't like it. Thinks there's a bunch of chromatic aberrations in it. So they're posting pictures and they're comparing it to the Schmidt's, They're comparing it to the tangent thetas. And, and all that stuff. So they're doing these big comparisons. It's five pages long, tons of pictures. And they're, look at the the CA here. Look at it here. Look at this. Look at that. Look at. It. And, and so that's the thing. You don't have the ability to use it. You may have to mail order it. So how do you know what you want to spend your money on? Come on the hide and see what people are saying about it. That's the easiest way. Because there are. They're having these big conversations and they're backing it up with photographic evidence. And... I think that's a good thing, man. That's what we're all looking at with the, with the way the site works and how everything's going on, right? I mean, not quite sure how to do the win calls or how to that. There's huge discussion on the win stuff. You don't want to talk fundamentals? Go the online training. Videos up in the online training section, 15 bucks a month. You sign up. You start to, I mean, I can tell when I go to class and I do the eval, And the guys watch my videos. Usually after the eval's over and we go back in the classroom, somebody will tell me because I'll make an offhand comment like, yeah, you're good, man. You're straight and square. You say, yeah, watch your videos. They help. It's 15 bucks. It's less than one box of ammo a month. Okay, there's like 50, 60 videos up there right now. I had mentioned in one of the others, there's 45 minutes in just recoil management. That many videos, okay? So it's 15 bucks it, it, it it's, it's a good way to see what I'm talking about. supports the site. It supports what I'm doing. It's, it's a way. And, and it's you know it's a decision I made early on to do the paid online training on the site. And there's a couple hundred people in there. I think over 500, but who knows. Um, there's a couple hundred people in there that have gotten something out of it all over the place. And, and most feedback is it helps. So that's a direction you can go with this stuff. Let you know where to start because we are a lot of monkey see, monkey do. And, 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 and this gives you a solid foundation with a video where if I go back to edit it and I see I did something wrong, I delete it. I don't use it. I'm not slapping the trigger and saying, oh, well, you know, I make an excuses. I, I come in every time. I'm a machine. I'm repetitive. I'm a robot when I do this. So when you see these videos, they look the same every time versus these guys out there who put videos out, you know, the YouTube guys, and their fundamentals are jacked. There is no fundamentals, but little creative editing, little hit the target. Everybody thinks it's rock star. They're reading out of a book. Sounds great. Voiceover. Boom. That's the thing, man. I'm talking to you straight up like this, no notes, no breaks, stream of consciousness. When I bring up a topic, it's coming from me, okay? And I'm trying to give you best practices. That's what we're looking at. Best practices. It's a tool in the toolbox. That tool may work in that context, it may not work in this context. May work here, may not work there. It's a tool. But the fundamentals are solid and repetitive, and they let you know what you should be looking at. I mean, I get people every day sending me pictures. Hey, this is me lined up behind my rifle. How do I look? Okay, that looks good. That looks good. Yeah, you're not holding the rear bag. Blah 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 blah. Okay, good. Yep. And, and I, you know, more pictures are better. Some guys send video, but it's common. You know, you can go in there and say, what is, what do I look like? Here's a video of me, your phone, your GoPro, whatever the case. W- what am I doing wrong? Here's the answer an eval. I mean, it's not a great eval because it's over the internet, but I can still give you two or three tips to bring you to the next level. You know, and that's kind of what we're looking at. All right, guys, don't get intimidated by the mill, the MOA thing. MOA, MOA, mill, mill. It, it, it's the steel don't care. The target don't care. It's It's just a number as far as that goes. But yes, one is easier than the other. Base 10 is always going to be easier than fractions. Don't care how you spin it, base is easier. Smaller numbers, easier to deal with, and it's a more consistent platform across manufacturers. All right, guys. Angles, angles, angles. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for calling and bugging Mike. Those guys are, were, were in there. They were working around today. I picked up uh the I got both of the OSS suppressors here now. I um I'm digging them, man. I I like these um braked OSS. They're not the full blown over this barrel, do everything. So I'm going to be working with them moving forward. I'll probably have them out this weekend, but yeah, up and running with those OSS's now. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. And I will talk to you later.